Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. And this week we are flying solo. Flying solo. Remember that Jason Derulo song? I'm flying solo. Jason Derulo, that do not get me started. Um, We are going to be talking how to travel alone with travel concierge Jen Tenzer. I'm very excited to have her on. We're going to be talking to Jen about how to book your first solo travel trip, the benefits of going on a solo trip, and how to travel alone safely, especially being a woman. Yeah. Because I can't even walk down the street. Right. Safely. Right. Let right. alone we're in another country. We're constantly under attack. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And uh, Nat, at the end of the episode, we're going to play Facts and Hacks. Facts and Hacks. Facts and Hacks. Somebody still needs to make us a song. Yeah. yeah. We, we're need, always we need on a that. jingle. We need, we need a little jingle. <laughs> but Nat, what are we drinking this epi? We are drinking, first of all, to Twist Top. Let's listen. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh. A, little, a little crackle. We love a Twist Top. Okay. This is the. This is from France, so Ooh, I'm thinking it's Bernier Chardonnay. Ooh, I love that. The Bernier Chardonnay is from 2020. Okay. We're going to give it a little, a little try. Pour some sugar on me. It's a very musical episode I today. I know. Wow. Mm. What other things should we sing? I don't know. We may sing the praises of this wine or not. Who's to say? We'll find out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nat, I have something for you. Mm. Because you're always having me try snacks on the podcast. Yes. So yesterday I went to Trader Ho's. <gasps> trade that hoe. Trade that hoe. And I saw these little cookies and I was like, hmm, I'm interested in them. So I got a box and then I had some last night and I was like, these are amazing. So they're called Partake. They're chocolate chip crunchy cookies. They're vegan, gluten-free, egg-free, soy-free, fish-free, which God, I hope so. Oh God, cookies um, with fish? I know, but I wanted you to try some. You can have more than one oh my on the potty. I'm so excited. I love it's a It's very much like a gluten-free famous Amos. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if it will crunch in the... Let's see. Oh, yeah. Mm. But wait. Just keep waiting. Mm. Let it... Because let it. at the end, I feel like there's a little bit of a salt moment that happens at the end. I'm getting it. Do you know what I'm talking there's about? There's a little... Yes. It's like salty sweet. I wonder if we should have a new segment of the podcast where we do Trader Joe's snacks at the beginning. Corinne and Nat snack. <laughs> Facts, hacks, and snacks. <gasps> get the shut the get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Facts, hacks, and snacks. Facts, hacks, and snacks. We have to do Ingenious. it. Ingenious. Oh my god. Oh my god. That really came. That was a download from that the was universe. A, yeah. That was a spiritual. Aren't they kind of good? They look a little famous. They're good. And also, by the way, we're not sponsored by these people, but hey. We're open to it. Oh, yeah, we're open to any sponsorships. What if we got sponsored by Trader Joe's? Oh that would God. be a dream. Because my Cacio e Pepe little puffs are gone. I can't find them. I need a yeah, hookup at TJ's. Then you recommended the jalapeno puffs. I couldn't yeah. find them. Yeah. And then my the little brie wheels, the tiny breeze, mm-hmm. you, they're at yours, no longer at mine. <sighs> it's, it's out here. It's tough out here. Well, you can have as many as you like of those. Um, they're so good. I like them. <laughs> We're just like, nom, 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 nom. we're talking, we're, our mouths are full, and we're smacking into the mic. We're, I'm so sorry to the listeners. Uh, 
Just but envision no. a delicious little cookie. Oh, wow, they're great. Partake chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you guys get some. All right, so let's get into Jen mm-hmm. and why we're bringing up solo travel. We both, you know, we love to travel. We love our we little love travel. Trips. Mm-hmm. But we know how overwhelming it can be to plan things out, especially if you're going somewhere you've never been before. Yeah. It can even be more overwhelming to plan things out for a solo trip. And like we said, as a woman, it can be straight up scary to even consider it. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to talk to Jen today to learn how to travel safely alone and what we can all gain from solo travel. And you know, I'm going to say it again. I traveled to Costa Rica by myself. And Okay, but also I was thinking you, you also traveled to Milan by yourself. Yeah, I always travel to Milan by myself. Oh. But I guess I've traveled like, alone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but you like went out. I guess that was for work though. It was for, for Costa Rica was more like just for you. I would honestly say that Costa Rica was easier because I was with a I was meeting with a group. Yeah. Whereas when I was in Milan, I would like travel there fully by myself and then like they would just expect me to be at set, like right. ready to go or at my fitting. Yeah. And I'd be like, I could have got killed a hundred times <laughs> on the way here. Remember when you were in a haunted hotel one time? Oh my god. And you called me lights. and you're like <gasps> You're like, I think I need to move rooms. And it was like like a weirdest layout. Did, you, did I FaceTime you? Because yes. it was like, first of all, it had a huge sauna in it. And it was yes. like this long, like very gothic style It was like room. dark green. Yes. And like there was like velvet on the walls. Like it was so weird. And I was in the shower. All the lights were on in the, in the room. They all went off. No. And then I said, no, no, thank you. Please go no. away. <laughs> Turn the lights back on. Uh-uh, it's not happening today. Not today, Satan. All of them went off. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? No. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Anyways. Okay, so Jen Tenzer is the founder of The Soloist, a solo travel planning company. After a 10-plus year career in investment banking in Manhattan, she was burnt out and ready for a career reset. So she started The Soloist to fuel her passion for inspiring others to travel beyond their comfort zone and live with fulfillment. Physically and uh, figuratively travel beyond. She's a travel advisor who caters to solo female travelers and is committed to ensuring her clients feel safe and comfortable exploring the world alone. Love it. Let's bring her on. Let's bring her on. Hello, Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. We were just saying before we hopped on, we were having so much fun writing your questions because we were just like, we had so many questions. I traveled by myself in 2018. I went to Costa Rica. Amazing. It was life-changing. I talk about it all the time on the podcast ad nauseum. (laughs) I'm sure people are like, we get it, Corinne. You traveled to Costa Rica. You went to Costa Rica. (laughs) But it's because it was such a big deal and such like a big milestone in my life. So I absolutely love what you do, which is helping people and especially women plan their first solo trips. And I'm curious when you took your first solo trip and like what inspired you to even do that? It's tough to say because I've like done some solo trips ever since I was younger. I studied abroad. I took work trips in my last career life, you know, and I think there's like a broad spectrum of what solo travel can mean for different people. But I would say my first big life-changing solo trip, probably similar to the one that you had in Costa Rica was in 2017. And I went to Patagonia solo, which- 
not everyone knows where Patagonia is. So it's at the southern tip of South America. And it's a region that spans across both Chile and Argentina. And it's like so remote and it's amazing for hiking and outdoor activities. But I definitely like bit off a lot in that first solo trip, but it was amazing. Similar to what you were saying, I just came back and I was like, this is life changing. Why aren't more people doing this? And you know, my friends thought I was nuts and I was just like, no, I'm not nuts. You can do this too. It shouldn't be so scary. And that's kind of when a seed was planted. Like I want to inspire and support more women to feel comfortable doing this and having this amazing experience. Yeah. I, I feel like my solo trip came after a breakup and I was like, I want to learn to like be on my own. And I'm, you know, I'm an independent woman. I feel like you kind of have these moments in life that like push you into doing something like that big or like your friends thought you were like crazy. I'm sure my <laughs> friends thought I was nuts. Like, oh my God, she just I went through a breakup and now she's going off to a foreign country. She's, off the, <laughs> she's off the rails. Off the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> was there a reason why you went to Patagonia alone or you just like felt called to do it? I think it's totally true. Like I plan solo trips for a lot of people and there's usually something that kind of like sparks it. For me though, I was just so burnt out at work. So like a little bit of background on me, I used to be in investment banking in Manhattan for over a decade and like just worked these crazy grueling hours and had like no personal life and was so, so single. And <laughs> just felt like, okay, I desperately need a vacation. And, you know, my friends are all doing their own thing, but I need this. I'm just going to do it, I guess. Like I need it for me. I'm going to make it happen. And that's pretty liberating, you know, to like not have to wait for your friends or family or boyfriend or other people to have like the same perfect schedule and budget and want to go to the same place and just kind of take it back into your own hands and just go. Yeah. I'm curious, when you were about to go, did you have any, what were your emotions leading up to it? And then how was it afterwards? Or or are your thoughts and emotions, like, were you afraid? Were you just fully stoked on it? Like, how, how were you feeling? I was a little nervous, but honestly, I don't know. I just, like, was too naive and weirdly <laughs> courageous. <laughs> And like, wasn't probably as afraid as I think most people are. And I was just, again, like so busy at work, like didn't have time to like be wrapped up in the fear of it all. Yeah. And I think like any fear that I felt just manifested in me, like over planning and yeah, researching everything <laughs> and just making sure I was so prepared. And so it didn't really hit me that like, this is a really big deal. And why am I doing this until I got on the plane and like, you know, wheels went up and I was like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> like, oh. I don't really speak Spanish, you know, like, but I was like, okay, I guess I have to make the most of it. Like I'm going, I'm in the air, you know, and, and I did. It was amazing. Wait, you said that you bit off more than you can chew. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Like <laughs> I had an amazing time. Nothing tragic like happened. I met so many amazing people, but I just, it's not what I would recommend for a first time solo traveler, you know, like do not go to the other side of the earth to a place where you do not speak the language all alone. Maybe <laughs> try something 
like a little closer to home, somewhere English speaking and start small. Yeah, that's yeah. what we were going to ask you, like for someone listening right now who is going to plan a solo travel trip, what are some things that you suggest for their first trip? So yeah, don't go across the, the world. <laughs> yeah. Go to an English speaking country if you speak English or your native language. Yes. Is there anything else that do you, and start small, right? Start small and yeah, I would say before that first solo trip as well, get more comfortable being alone mm. in terms of like exploring your own city alone, you know, like maybe take yourself out to dinner alone. Dining alone is like a whole other like weird situation yeah. that most people don't put themselves in. So don't have the first time that you do that. Be on a solo trip in a foreign place. Go to a restaurant around the corner that you've always wanted to try that maybe has a bar where you can sit up, sit at and like chat up the bartender and dine out solo that way before you go. Go to a museum alone. Just get more comfortable being alone and start just take baby steps. And so then when you even take your first solo trip, it's not as much of a leap and you can kind of continue to escalate from there. Yeah. And like build on those skills. Yeah. Because I do think we're so used to being with people all the time when we're doing things or another aspect of it is having your phone with you you might be somewhere where you don't get as much like data yeah so you can't just like sit there and scroll on Text instagram because you yeah you might have a different time zone so you also have to get used to just like sitting there and like being, being like, okay, with people you know being, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like being comfortable just with yourself is like really weird at first you know but i think it's a skill that improves your whole mindset and it allows you to just get to know yourself on a deeper level, how you react in different situations. It's just like a personal growth aspect that I, I highly recommend. Yeah. And it's unlike any other personal growth thing you could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's no amount of therapy or self-help books or journaling that can get the same type of experience as a trip by yourself. Yeah. You know? What would your top three places be for the first time solo traveler? So look, there's tons of places. If you're an American, there's tons of places within the U.S. that I'd recommend, like San Francisco or New York, where I live. Tons of stuff to do. Going to see like a national park. You really just want to be focused on places where there are tons of activities to keep you busy and Obviously, English speaking, if you're an American, helps. And then in terms of foreign destinations, Costa Rica is definitely a top pick. There's so much to do there and lots of like group activities yes. where you can meet other people as well. I was on like a group trip, but I was by myself. But like, yeah, I was like I went zip lining with a group, you know. Yeah, that's perfect. And like a lot of people speak English there and tourism is really well established. So it's a pretty easy place. Other places that I've had solo travel clients go is like tons of places in Europe, like Portugal is really popular. Oh. I also solo traveled to Japan, which I felt wow. super safe. <laughs> yeah. So like you just want to, you want to keep in mind places that have an established like tourism infrastructure places. If you're a solo female traveler that have a lot of respect for women yeah. Places that have a crime rate that's like, you know, manageable and safe. And then just places where there's tons of stuff to do because you don't want to be like sitting alone in your hotel room, just like stewing and spiraling over your thoughts. You want to keep yourself busy and active. 
Yeah. And I think that we were talking about this when we were writing these questions. It's just how as women, we have to be so vigilant, yeah. hyper vigilant about our safety. What are your tips that maybe seem obvious or maybe not for our listeners as women for safety? Definitely want to put together your itinerary beforehand and share it with friends and family. So you want to make sure that like they have the hotels that you're staying at with, you know, the contact numbers and the addresses so they can contact someone in an emergency. Another thing that I would recommend is sharing your live location. So either whether it's through like the find my friends app or on Google maps, you can also share your location again, like worst case scenario, someone knows where you are at any given time. Other tips for safety. I don't know if you've heard of the STEP program. Um, I'm going to mess up the acronym. Oh, that's when you can register with the U.S. government, right? I've done done that before. Oh, I've never heard of this. (laughs) What is this? Yeah. So so honestly, solo travel or not, I highly recommend it. Basically, you just register your trip, where you're going, for how long with the U.S. government. And then if anything is happening in that destination, they will send you a text message. Just you're aware that something's going on where you are. Also, if you're in an uncomfortable situation and you just need to be like contacting a consulate or a government person and getting yourself out, they know that you're there and it's much easier to facilitate that. So I would highly recommend doing that. Other safety tips, like little things, you know, you just want to like be mindful of your surroundings, you know, and just have good senses in terms of like, don't go out alone at night and, you know, don't go getting wasted. (laughs) If you're in a foreign place, you just want to kind of like keep your spidey senses up. And if something feels off, it usually is just take yourself out of the situation and don't be afraid to like lie. <laughs> Little white <laughs> lies are fine. Yeah. If someone's approaching you and it just feels sketchy, you know, like I'll, I'll just say, Oh, you know, my boyfriend's checking me into the hotel. He'll be right back. I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we have to do that. And I like know. asking you where you're staying could be like, I'm staying at that hotel yeah. across <laughs> the street, <laughs> things like that. I mean, I feel like women, we have to do that all the time. Like, yeah, my boyfriend's coming. The thing that I was just thinking about too, if I were solo, is I think I would have my AirPods in a lot, like listening to music or something. That's probably not a good idea. Probably not. Because also they have those new ones that cancel out all the sound. Yeah. So you probably should walk eyes up, nothing in the ears. Yeah, definitely. And also like, let's say, okay, you're at the hotel, you're eating breakfast, you've kind of planned out what you want to do for that day. Like, look at your phone beforehand, look at Google Maps, kind of figure out where you're going before you actually leave so that you're not like with your head in your phone the whole time walking there, just completely unaware of your surroundings, yeah. things like that. Also makes you look like a tourist, too. Yeah. Like if you're walking confidently, you look like you know where you're going, you don't look lost, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to have, you know, pickpocketers come and and find you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about, so we talked about like places that you recommend for your first trip, but what are some countries that maybe, you know, aren't great for women to visit alone? Or are there any countries that you find to be a little bit more dangerous? 
you know, I know every, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Because like I live, you know, in New York and even in New York, there's been times when I've been yeah. in kind of unsafe situations. So I would say a couple like countries that I've been to where I probably wouldn't send a first time solo traveler are Morocco. Mm. That's oh, a place where women get a ton of attention and mm. men will just come up and try and sell you things all the time. Um, follow you like while you're walking and try and be your tour guide and things like that. And I just felt a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. Other places are like in the Middle East. I think it's also just culturally like some countries, they just won't necessarily keep as much space between you and them. So they yeah. might like a man might come up very close into your face and start talking in a way where like, I've just felt a little bit uncomfortable. That doesn't mean they necessarily had like malicious right. intent yeah. behind it. So yeah, I think countries like that. Okay. That's interesting. That makes sense. You know, like we all have different like cultural norms. And I was actually watching a TikTok <laughs> the other day and it was this woman in uh, Italy who had moved to America and she was making a, a TikTok about like American norms that Italian people might not know. And she was saying Americans really like their space. Like they don't like you to be, you know, like maybe to touch them right away. And so that makes sense that like you're not used to having someone come that close to you and it makes you feel uncomfortable. But like in their culture, that's totally fine. And like in ours, it's different. So it's like being prepared that there's going to be those cultural differences and like what makes you feel comfortable and what makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. As you're talking about all these places, I'm just thinking about like, ooh, I would want to, you know, try to go there and this and that. But I am so... So bad at packing. I am horrible <laughs> at packing. So, what would you say are some like key items specifically for solo travel that you might not consider? I would say like a portable charger. Honestly, I bring like three portable chargers on my trips just because I think also from a safety perspective, it's so important to just like always make sure that your phone is working and you can contact someone in an emergency. Other things are, again, from a safety perspective, a whistle on a keychain or something can be something that's good to have. Also, if you're worried, I don't know, depending on where you're staying, if you're staying in like a budget place where you're worried someone might break down your hotel door or something, you can get one of those little like rubber door stops and shove it under the door just to make sure no one can come in. Smart. That's super smart. We just did a a personal safety episode. So we had some... (laughs) crazy ones that you definitely cannot bring on a plane. Yeah. But I'm like the whistle (laughs) and the doorstop. I would not have thought of those. Yeah. You know what? I'm really curious. I mean, this is like your passion and this is what you do for a living. For people who are listening right now who maybe want to start planning their solo travel trip, what can you say? Like, what can you gain from traveling by yourself that you can't gain traveling with a big group? So I think... First and foremost, it's just such like I like to think of solo travel as the ultimate self-care. It's such a reset from like our daily lives. I think as women, we spend so much time caring for other people, trying to, you know, manage other people. And it's very selfless and beautiful, but it's also like so draining and going on a solo trip. It's incredibly refreshing because for the first time, you're really just tapping into 
okay, what do I want to do today or not, you know, and tapping into your core wants and needs. So you can expect to feel incredibly refreshed and not like a typical vacation where you get home and then you like need a vacation from that vacation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is so true. It always happens. You're like, I'm so drained. Exactly. But yeah, a lot of it's like if you're traveling with someone else, even if it's, you know, your your partner, your friend, you're still like constantly compromising. You're constantly like, okay, they want to do this and then I'll do my thing. And it's like when you're traveling by yourself, it's like all you. Yeah. It's whatever you want. You're like, I can sleep till four if I want. Yeah. Nobody's exactly. Gonna- Which I've done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... One day when I was in Costa Rica, I just like binged watch whatever marathon on Netflix. And it was like a sunny, beautiful beach day, but I just wasn't feeling it. And yeah, like no one even knew until now when I'm sharing it publicly, (laughs) but no one even knows. And that's like, it's, I don't know. It's like a really lovely way to escape. Yeah. Other benefits of solo travel are confidence, right? Mm. Like to fly to the other side of the world potentially and deal with little mishaps that come up like as you're traveling all on your own, meet amazing people, have these experiences and then get home safe and sound. That's like incredibly empowering and you just feel like you can literally do anything. Yeah, Yeah. I will say there's definitely a confidence builder. And you you feel you feel it like a grown up. You're like I'm yeah. an adult. Like, like I can oh take care. Of, like I can feed myself by myself. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and just like freedom and yeah. limitless. I think because like society tells us that like we can't do that. You know, especially yeah. as women, we shouldn't be putting ourselves in those situations, and we're not capable of these things without someone else there with us. So it's like definitely builds a lot of confidence to like break that. It's kind of rebellious, honestly. Like if you're kind of breaking all of the like quote unquote shoulds, like you shouldn't travel alone as a woman. Yeah. And it's like, or you shouldn't stay in bed all day and watch a marathon on Netflix if it's nice out. Like it's more of just following what you want to do. And following that is your bliss. Following yeah. your bliss yes. and just being like, no, I, I can do all of this. Like screw all these rules. Mm-hmm. Love that. Definitely. And just getting to know yourself better or on a little bit deeper level, because sometimes if I'm traveling with my boyfriend or with other people, I can definitely be the introvert in the group and like, okay, he'll like go up and talk to that person and that's fine. But if you're in this like new situation where you're forced to kind of get out of your shell a little bit, you can see like, oh, when I'm actually solo traveling in that situation, I can be the extrovert. I I go up and talk to anyone. That's an interesting side of me that like I hadn't seen before, you know? So like, I don't know, personal growth wise, it's it's cool too. You can kind of be whoever you want to be. Yeah. And then you might discover, oh, actually this is me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was me all along. Hold on, it was me all along? <laughs> so as a travel concierge, how do you work with your clients and, and what type of services do you provide for them? So I like to say that I'm like half travel agent and half travel therapist because <laughs> I love that. I, I basically, I provide end to end service. So I help you feel comfortable traveling alone. I help you pick the destination. If you don't already have somewhere in mind, I find all the coolest hotels for you and activities. And then I also take care of booking everything. And then I'm also just available 
24 seven during your trip. So if you feel kind of like icky or uncomfortable while you're somewhere and you want to reach out to someone and you don't want to reach out to your mom. Oh yeah. Who will send the SWAT team yeah. FBI to come exactly. get you. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I love that. I was reading on your website that you have that like 24 hour availability for someone traveling because it is nice. Things happen. You show up and your room isn't ready or they don't have your reservation and like you can get really panic and flustered so to know that there's someone you can call and like can kind of help you through it walk you through it help you on the back end that would be really relieving especially as a first time solo traveler definitely or like your flight gets canceled i know i'm already there like booking you on the next flight you know you're not you're alone but you're like less alone yeah. And you don't have to figure out all those little details. You can kind of just enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah. Also on your website, it said that you wanted to start hosting group wellness retreats, which we got very excited yeah, we were about. Like, we were oh. like, um, should we sign up? <laughs> so like, what do you imagine those trips looking, looking like? And if you're our listener and you want to sign up, how can they do that? So I imagine Costa Rica is somewhere that I probably will have it, like my first or second retreat at. I imagine a mix of like wellness and adventure. I'm someone that can like geek out hard on all the spiritual stuff. So I would love like sound bath nights and yoga and things like that, but also zip lining and hiking (laughs) and just like opportunities for women to come together, whether they're solo or they come with a friend and meet other like-minded women. And if you're interested in future retreats, definitely head to my website, which is www.thesoloist.travel. And you can sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive all the latest information. We'll put that in the show notes, too. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes for anyone who's listening who wants to connect with you, um, your Instagram, your website. I think me and Natalie might be on one of those trips. I know. I'm like, this sounds right up our alley. It's right up our alley. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jen. Uh, Seriously, this was such great information. I think it's so helpful and inspiring. At least for me, I want to, like, book my next solo travel trip with you. And so we really appreciate your time. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. This was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. We'll have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness. Love Jen. She's so cute. I got to book a trip. I know. I was thinking of the places. I was like, hmm. where would you go? Well, the very first thing I, I kept thinking well, I was thinking domestic, mm-hmm. just because it'd be super easy. Yeah, I would love to just do a little Miami, a little pop oh, yeah, over because you can do that. And you could do like two days. You we know should what I mean? Go somewhere you haven't been, Natalie. That's the whole point. I know. I know. Where should I go? I've never been to Italy. Yeah, Italy could be. Have you been to Nashville? No. That's a really fun place to go. I know, but my sister and I promised each other we would go together. Oh, okay. Yeah, off limits. Well, you know. <laughs> We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. update you guys mm-hmm. after she goes. After I we go. Won't, we won't put you on blast. Yeah. Okay, Nat. So should we rate this wine we're drinking? Yes. I'm not mad at it. I'm very not what, mad at it. What is it called again? It is the 2020 Bernier, which is B-E-R-N-I-E-R. Okay. But it's from France. So, you know, it's silent. Yes. Chardonnay. And should we intro the hottie of the week? Our hottie this week. I'm really su- surprised we haven't done her yet. It's Miss Reese with a spoon. And the reason why we chose Reese with her spoon? Because she was in that movie Wild. Where it was about the woman who walked the Pacific Coast Trail yeah. by herself. Yeah. 
That was a true story, too. I know, I know. It was based on a, a real woman. Cheryl Strayed. Wow. That was her name. Wow. And her little, I remember in that movie, because I saw it in the theaters, and the thing that stood out to me was when her feet were really blistered, and then she like threw her shoes off the cliff. Oh, God. I don't really remember the movie, <laughs> but I know it was inspiring. It was inspiring. <laughs> okay, so, so one, two, Miss Reese Witherspoon, who's incredible, by the way. What are we rating this wine? I'm going to give it a Reese. I'm going to give it a Reese. It's a Reese at a Reese. It's a Reese at a Reese, and it's a shard. You know my argument, Natalie. We like Chardonnays. We think we don't. We think we don't. We always rate them pretty high. I don't think we've ever had a... We never had a 10 out of 10. A hottie out of hottie shard. No, but This is the first. This is the first. Yeah. So you guys, you can pick up a bottle. It'll be linked in our show notes and our stories this week and in the newsletter. I also think it's pretty cheap. Really? Yeah. Well, that's that that really throws it over the edge. I really think so. It's for sure a reset Reese. Yeah. All right, this is part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week it is facts and hacks and, and snacks. And snacks. You know, we're still we're still crunching on cookies over here. Holy shit. I just oh sorry, sorry. I just had to look up the price of this. The uh, wine? The wine. It's a good old eight dollars. Oh, my God. It's immediately death. buy. Immediately. Immediately. Stop what you're doing and Stop buy this. Stop what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Put one. us on pause. Buy it. Come back for snacks, facts, and hacks. <laughs> okay. So the snack of the day is the Partake chocolate chip cookie. Yep. Which we love. And then do you have a you have a hack? I'll do. Yeah. I'll go with fact. Okay. You do your so fact So my fact, first. which I thought was very interesting. So you know Google Images, right? You can just like look up things. Yeah. Google Images was literally created after Jennifer Lopez wore her infamous 2000s Grammy dress. I knew this. You knew that? Yes, I knew that. I, I think it's fascinating. I did not know that. Is that so many people were searching for her outfit online that they had to create an image function? Yeah. That'll be in the newsletter this week. <gasps> that outfit. That and then outfit. you know when she got engaged, she was like, well, green has been a very lucky color for me. And then she was like, because well, of She literally the dress. created Google images. She literally created... <laughs> Wow, the power of fashion. The power of fa- the power of J Lo. The power of J Lo in that. I mean, it's iconic. It is iconic. That dress. Did Zendaya wear it too? I think she wore that dress. I think it was like a variation on it. it. If anybody else was going to oh, wear it, of course. Zendaya. No, of course, Zendaya can do anything she wants. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so that was my fact. What is your hack? Okay, my hack. So for any of you that love a, a vacuum, mm-hmm. which is. Me and Corinne, we, we love a vacuum. Love a vacuum. So I've discovered that if you take an essential oil, my preferred is orange, mm-hmm. and you put a couple little drops on the filter, or if you don't know where the filter is, get a little cotton ball and like put it in the bag, mm-hmm. or the if you have a Dyson in that little Roll container thing. thing. And when you vacuum, A, you don't get that weird vacuum smell, and B, it's make, it makes everything smell really good. I want to do that, but I'm scared my vacuum will explode. Why? I don't know. I'm Moisture? usually the one afraid of explosion. Moisture, oil in the in the parts. Okay, well here's the thing. It's like one drop of oh, oil. Right. Okay, I'm not like dousing. No, the no, thing no. In you just oil. you do a little <gasps> that, that, a little couple drops, little or that, that. or just put a little cotton ball, put a little drops in there, and then put it in the <gasps> okay canister. I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, it's really fun little hack. That's a great hack. Yeah. I definitely did not know that. Makes everything smell like an orange field. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Mm. Orange is a great essential oil for depression. Oh. It helps with mood because it's like bright. It's like happy. Yeah. It's happiness. Love it. Love Lo- a citrus fruit. Love it. Well, that is our first snack fact and hack. Yeah. 
We have to include snacks from now on, though. Yeah. So now it is now officially snacks, facts, and hacks. Yeah. So we just have to decide who brings the snack. Right. Right. <gasps> Very exciting, you guys. Anyway, so if you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so moving on. Join the newsletter. Uh, join the newsletter. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Pod.com. You can follow us at Am I doing this right? Pod. Write in if you guys want us to do an episode. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. We love responding to your DMs. It's so much fun. So much fun. And like always, we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you. Love you.